Hey, this is Measure of Faith, and I'm one of your hosts, Rachel. And I'm the other one, Hannah. Hello. Today we're going to read a story from nderf.org. That's Near Death Experience Research Foundation.org. Indeed. And today our story is by Bobby R. And Bobby was born legally blind and had a near-death experience. He had two near-death experiences. Oh, yes, two. And he's going to report on the one that happened after the first, so the second one. And he has much more memories from that. So we're excited to be back and... and oh, yeah, we took a little talking break. Talking about these experiences with you. You might have thought that we had some near-death experiences ourselves, huh? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> And the trigger warnings for this episode are mention of rape. So if you can't handle that, that's okay. Take care of yourself first. That's what we like to say. Bobby R. N.D.E. Experience description. I was four years old. As I recall, it was in the summer or fall. I had been having difficulty breathing, and in the evening I was taken to the emergency room by my mother and father. This wasn't unusual. I averaged a trip to the hospital at least every once every two weeks. On one occasion, I distinctly remember listening to a doctor advising my parents to stop caring for me and to let me die, telling that I was not worth taking care of due to the extremeness of my asthma and would be dead by the time I was age nine. Anyway, I was laying on an examination table. My parents were to the left of me. The door to the room was closed and I was in extreme pain. Every breath felt like burning razors were tearing through my lungs and throat. I don't remember the moment I stopped breathing, only all of the pain stopped and I found myself in a vast place. The air, if you could call it that, was filled with an unearthly white light. The place seemed to expand for all eternity. I do remember a being of light, God, standing near me. It was looming over me like a great tower of strength yet radiating only warmth and love. Its first words sent a shock through me. Bobby, I'm sorry for the pain this meeting will cause you. When I created the universe, I put rules and limitations in place. Every time you come here, it changes you, because this is your second time here. You will remember more than you're supposed to, and it will cause you more pain than you know. You will suffer as no one in your family ever has, and I can't change that. As those words were spoken, if that's what you could call them, I caught glimpses of my life and felt pride, love, joy, and sadness all pouring into me. Each image was of me, but from the standpoint of a being standing with me or looking on. I remember the conversation going on for an eternity, but in reality it only lasted a minute or two at the most. I remember a white light that seemed to pulsate and understanding that it was some kind of extension of God. It stored the moments of every moment and life. It allowed a mortal to experience them. If I was to label this, I would call it the Book of Fate that contains all that has, is, and will be. Somehow I felt the light from that device and God merged to become one with me. I saw my life, all 128 years of it. I saw my mother die and me being unable to do anything about it as I had moved away. I saw my sisters struggling with depression 
and worse due to a rape she experienced in her mid-twenties. I saw my father die a few years after my mother. I saw a home I'd built for my family in a place halfway across the country. This home was far away from my home. I also experienced the final moments of my mortal life. I was in a bed, I don't know where, my children and grandchildren were with me. I remember thinking, it's finally done. I remember feeling a horrible wave of sadness rip through me as I thought of my daughter who had died before me. And then I remember thinking of my wife. Keep in mind I was four years old while experiencing the life experiences of a 128 year old man. I remembered the night we were married. The room was dimly lit and she was standing in front of me getting undressed. I remember seeing a strand of gray in her hair and then looking back on that moment, realizing how in that moment I had been reborn and everything was worth it. Then I realized I'd be able to see her and my daughter again and gave in to death for the final time. That wasn't the end though. I was shown the consequences of my life, thousands of people that I'd interacted with and felt what they felt about me, saw their life and how I impacted them. Next I saw the consequences of my life and the influence of my actions. I saw people reading my books, teaching lessons to children that I had taught them. I remember waking up confused and trying to deal with everything. For a long time afterwards, I struggled to deal with what I saw. Every time my mom got sick, I wondered if it was time for her to die. I tried to always be strong and in time eventually came to blame myself for my mother's oncoming death and sister's oncoming rape. I couldn't deal with the things I had experienced and it took nearly 29 years after this before I could begin to stop blaming myself and accept that I had nothing to do with these things. At the time of writing this, my sister was raped years ago. She got pregnant and then had a miscarriage. My mom had Alzheimer's and stage seven dementia and is not expected to last another year. She entered the final stage about the same time I signed up with Teach for America and ended up halfway across the country. My father is preparing for my mother's death and working on finding his final home before it's his turn to die. As for me, I've been teaching for 14 years and have worked with nearly 10,000 children. I've also begun to write a book and the occasional article. I now live halfway across the country and have begun to consider dating. Oh, he's going to finally take up some dating. Oh. That's a very sweet way to end it. <laughs> Good very for wholesome. you, Bobby. <laughs> buddy or Bobby. Bobby I think yeah. you said buddy. <laughs> Good for you, Bobby. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby had... Severe asthma. At nine years old. Wait, four years old. Four years old. Sorry. They they predicted that he'll be dead. The mean doctors. Let me just put it bluntly and say the asshole doctor that was like, you might as well just kill your son yourself. Just stop caring for your child. Yeah. There's no there's no point. And it's I find it curious that he didn't say by ten. Like why did why why didn't he just round up? Why did why was it specifically nine? Well, I mean, you showed them, Bobby. I know that's splitting hairs, but I'm just like, <laughs> nine by age old. nine, like seven years old, not gonna be. No. Ten won't make no. it to double digits. No. <laughs> so he regularly visited the hospital. So 
when he went to the hospital, it wasn't it wasn't a weird thing. For yeah, him. he said he averaged about every other two weeks or so. So That's this wild. certainly wasn't his first hospital visit or stay. How expensive would that be today? You would go under. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm assuming it was expensive back in the yeah. whenever you know we we can't really figure out what year this was. We don't know how yeah. old Bobby is now. We we're gonna. I mean, he's got to be at least in his mid 30s. I'm gonna guess he's a little older than that. But judging from everything that he's done in his life so far and everything that's happened, you know, which we're, we'll talk about more, of course, in detail. But I'm gonna assume more like 40s, probably. But anyway, so, he experiences his NDE after an asthma attack where uh-huh. he stops breathing and so was he in the hospital when yeah they he said doesn't that remember when he stopped breathing but the pain stopped and then he was in a new place yeah he said he was laying on the examination table poor poor little boy you know That'd just only scary. four years old the way that he describes his pain before he travels to the other side is pretty rough makes me feel sad for him yeah so when he's over at this other new place he sees a white light that expands for all of eternity yes he remembers that there was another being of light i'm going to assume you know he's saying he sees the air and he's not even sure if he should call it that because he's somewhere other than earth filled with a yet again an unearthly white light but he remembers seeing a being of light which he mm-hmm. determines to be god, god. so i, I yeah. think it must be there must be layers of light of, of, yeah of white light i'm gonna assume layers of light yeah it's like a cool band name or something <laughs> and so god god's talking to him and says that this is going to it's gonna hurt remembering all of this yeah but you know he has comfort with god he explains that god is a great tower of tower of strength over him Mm -hmm. radiating warmth and love but the first things that god says to bobby is apologizing he's apologizing yeah sorry that the pain that it's going to cause him you know the information he's going to receive and he does say that he it takes him like 20 years to kind of come to terms with a All lot of the, the information things. he yeah. does end up receiving. I'm curious, a little bit in in the God quote, God says, when I created the universe, I put rules and limitations in place. Mm-hmm. wonder what those rules and limitations are. Very well, I vague. Think, I think you can kind of, well, I know one. Uh, we all die, right? Mm-hmm. That's a like no one I think that's the only forever. real we're, we we are that's born one, yeah the concrete we are born and we die and we die yeah i think there are probably lots of others Other, maybe even like if you thought about it long enough you could kind of come up with more just based on those simple facts like i i'd have to think about it but yeah you are born and you die what those rules and limitations <laughs> yeah. are in the yeah. universe and well, I guess another one is that 
you can die and come back. Because that's what's happening here. Is it a rule that he creates? or Or are those exceptions to rules he's creating? Because not everyone... Well, I'm saying you can. You can die and come back. It's a possibility, it's yes. It's a possibility. And yeah. that's not that doesn't seem like a limitation to me. That seems like like the opposite. Like an extension. Yeah. You're gaining knowledge. Knowledge, it, possible powers, clarity. I don't know. I'm not sure. Are we are we spewing forbidden knowledge? Uh, maybe. <laughs> God says that he'll remember more than he's supposed to and mm-hmm. it's going to cause him a lot of pain basically. Four-year-old Bobby. I know. Baby Bobby. (laughs) And... Oh, this is his... Like you said before, this is his actually... His second near-death experience. Uh, He has a vague memory of one when he was two years old. Yeah, and that's not mentioned in, like, the main bulk that we just read. They have those extra questions at the end that we'll scan through and add it. Yeah, it seems important to mention. Grab some of the, the... the little tidbits at the end and throw them in because they're really interesting. So God acknowledges that this is not his first time. Yeah. And his first rodeo in, in the other side of the, you know, Bobby's done world. this before. Yeah. And they, it says he thought that they talked for eternity, but also he was aware that it was only a minute or two. So time becomes... different (laughs) yeah Uh, no perception of time or time doesn't exist anymore or whatever kind of doesn't exist i'm gonna assume yeah so maybe it wasn't just a minute or two and not eternity maybe it was you know yeah it was long enough i guess maybe on like at on on earth like where the Mm -hmm. parents are and the doctors Mm -hmm. are they maybe pronounced him dead for one to two minutes and that's how he can come to that conclusion that it really was only one or two minutes i didn't think about that until just Mm -hmm. now so good job hannah (laughs) (laughs) but i I also wonder was he somehow aware that it was only a minute or two like or did i don't know it's not mentioned yeah who knows so he he talks about this book of fate yeah, I like that theme for this And how this it's an story. extension of God, and it's a kind of way that, does he say, mortals can uh, perceive of all of, like, humanity? And, like, uh, he, all yeah, of he ex- time? And- yeah, he, ex- ex- he explains that there's this extension of that white light mm-hmm. pulsating, and it stores moments of all moments of, of life. everything that of will, everything. that has been and will be. That has, is, is yeah. and will be. <laughs> and if he had to label it, he call said it, he would call yeah, it Book, Book of, of Fate. Fate. And a lot of people, not I don't know about a lot, but quite I've read quite a few near-death experiences where they talk about this kind of book. And people look inside of the book and they learn things. So this isn't a, a new like subject for near-death experiences. Other people have seen this book. Does he see an actual book here, or is it just shown to him? Or these he has memories kind of an and moments. So maybe the, it's 
I think he tries the to explain it as him. a label because yeah. yeah. he can't put it's, it into words. It's the way that we could kind of digest what that thing is. It's like a book. But I don't know what it really kind of looked like or was. But he said it was a pulsing, pulsating light. Right? Mm-hmm. That showed him. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to think is he's he's a being of light. Mm-hmm. Maybe has this extension of God and is another being of light. And he and it's just kind of like when you are using your imagination to envision or you're thinking mm-hmm. about a memory, maybe, if that makes more sense. And so you close your eyes and you can envision it. So maybe it's that's what's happening is it's just kind of being like downloaded mm-hmm. into his consciousness. That would that would make sense. That's how I imagine it. And around this time he becomes one with God, which that's what I kind of I think it's just that's what everybody is and will be one day. We are God. Yeah, mm-hmm. well part like a little kind of part of God which still makes us God, but like I've said before, it's not like you can run around and be like, I'm God, I can do whatever I want. Like, well, no, that's not the not. way we're that it works. Extensions. Yeah, we're all working. We should be working together and being good to each other. And you know what Bobby gets to find out? Bobby. <laughs> Bobby's holding secrets. He is holding secrets. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're upset about it, but <laughs> he gets to view his whole 128 years. That is going to happen. we're agreed in that that seems like the most... The most outlandish part of this story is him living to 128 <laughs> yeah. years. But out of I'm all of this, we're, we're like really upset about, about the 128-year-old life that like, he's gonna live. I'm not saying it's it's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but as far as like healthcare and advances, we're not quite there yet. But we did find there apparently is a was a French woman. I don't know if it's. Jean or what did you say? Jean or I did Jean. Jean. Calment. Calment. That's how we would say it, but yeah, I don't know how to say her name. But she died in 1997 at 122 years of age. And when I did the little Google search, because I was curious, I've heard of people making it to like 119. I've heard of Mm -hmm. it here and there, so I wanted to know who who's the the oldest Mm -hmm. person. So it, it's possible, but, but... But I want to mention the funny part because I went to fit mm-hmm. pictures because I'm like, I want to see oh, what yeah. this, this lady looked like. And the first one, she's like 122 years old with a cigarette in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Defying the odds. And it's not... And she's the only person that ever made it past 120. So only mm-hmm. one person has done this in our history, in our recorded mm-hmm. history at least. And we don't know how old Bobby is right now. I mean, Bobby may not even be done with half of his life right now. It's true. Like, if he was... If he's his, going to make it. If he was in his 40s right now, he's only, you know, like a little, what, over a third? Is that That's right? only a third. A for third of his life? It's only a third. Yeah, and I mean, in the next 20 years, we definitely could have some advancements that could make people live even longer. And you know what, people, you could just say like, why are you focusing so much on the 128 being, you know, true or false? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, everything else that he was shown has come true. Has come true. So we're gonna 
assume he lives to 128, which I think is maybe too long. <laughs> I don't want to live to 128. At that point, unless you're not I'm even really be feeling able to good. do anything. Yeah, unless I feel great. You're just gonna sit there and like look ancient mm-hmm. and smoke cigarettes, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll take up smoking at 128 to. I mean, why not? Uh, you know, <laughs> speed up the process. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah. So he saw his okay. He saw his mother die in the experience. His sister depressed and having been raped. His father die. A home that he builds, and his final moments lying in his deathbed with his family all around him. But you kind of have to piece together, I'm, we're assuming, I'm assuming you're on the same page as me, that he, at 128 when he's on his deathbed, his wife and his daughter have already died. Yeah, I don't think he says that his wife died. But, I think he mentions his daughter dying. But, but yeah. he does say he realizes that he'd be able to see mm-hmm. his daughter and so his wife again. So he gives in. Yeah, the and wife dies. dies beforehand too. That's all. Those are the only details that we know. Yeah. So that brings him peace that he knows he's going to see them again, and that's a, definitely a a topic that I hope can bring people some peace with the whole podcast is. Like, you'll see these people again. And it's not such a scary thing. Yeah. Of course, it's always going to be, you know, a bit of an apprehensive idea because you yourself can't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Most people... like Gotta have that little bit of faith. I know, exactly. Most people <laughs> want that, that proof for mm-hmm. things. I definitely do. This is as much as I think we can give now is other people's experiences on the other side. Yeah. Unless they find some scientific way to prove it, which would be cool. Some black mirror shit. Yeah. <laughs> Downloading uh, and streaming your consciousness. I do not know what is going to happen in the future. No, yeah. but uh, Bobby but knows. But we're going to live for a long time, <laughs> Bobby knows what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and he, he also not only sees his own life of 128 years but he was shown the consequences of his life and all the thousands of people that he had interacted with Mm -hmm. felt what they felt saw how he impacted them the consequences of his life and how that influenced his actions he's had become you know later in his life a teacher and mm-hmm. well he's been teaching for 14 years at this point but he sees that in he sees his more he does more mm-hmm. yeah but he's predicting that he's going to be a teacher and he's shown that not mm-hmm. he's not predicting he's being shown by god at four years old mm-hmm. that he's going to be a teacher he's so going to pretty much everything he's he was told it, yeah it's coming true so i gotta believe the 128 years and that things are gonna change that people are going to live longer. And unfortunately, because he was given all of this knowledge, that lies heavy on a human to have yeah. all of that. That's a lot of responsibility. Especially at four years old. To live your whole life knowing <laughs> or not knowing, you know. At four years old, think of memories that you have, right? I can uh, remember. I can't even remember being maybe, four. <laughs> maybe a couple memories mm-hmm. back at four. But I wouldn't trust it at this age to know if it were accurate or not so i'm sure as he's growing up 
things are maybe not as clear as they used to be. I'm, mm-hmm. I would, no one would ever forget an experience like this, but you can kind of rationalize and talk yourself out of believing truths. And so, yeah, yeah. Well, especially when maybe in the, in the years following, you're learning things that are so far in the future. It's like, is this stuff even going to happen? And then, oh, it, oh, dang, it, happens, it happens, and then, then you have happens. guilt and shame. Yeah, like I knew this was was gonna happen. Why Should couldn't I, I have do anything about done it? Done something about yeah. it? I didn't. So, you know, that can cause a lot of you know just mm, mental health issues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one little part that I I liked was when he he sees a strand of his wife's hair. The gray hair, gray in her hair, and he thinks that everything in his life was worth it, and he yeah, becomes reborn nice. in that in that moment. So, love just another, in, you know, imagery. love is so important, and yeah, spending your life with someone that love is the guiding force of life. That is the reason we are here. Yeah. So. Yeah, he blames himself for all the bad things, uh, but I think in the 20 years that it's taken him to kind of sort of get over it, he he needed to like he needed to accept that he couldn't do anything about these things, even though he saw them, and that's probably one of the the biggest aspects that caused him pain. I imagine. I feel like more so, I would be upset at the god that shared this information with me yeah i think he he says something kind of i end wouldn't about so how much he, blame he kinda, myself he hates he hates god yeah. and this plan and but he still needs to just accept accept it and he he does yeah in the end say that it was worth it mm-hmm. which is kind of feels bad because mm-hmm. it's like oh well your sister got raped and your mom died but in some way, it is worth it, and we just can't conceive of it. Maybe until like those moments, like he had where he was reborn. When we've had those conversations and other other stories, we've read that you know, love is the reason we're here, but that doesn't stray away from the fact that there's a lot, there's of, other a stuff lot of going on, pain, yeah, and heartbreak and suffering that we still experience as humans, and that's a part of it. Yeah. We can't. And, you know, whether or not God planned for that or didn't plan for that, it is a part of the human experience. And without that pain and suffering, you wouldn't be able to experience love either. Yeah, and I you'd think be numb it to is. it all. And why would, what's, what's numbness? That's not living. Well, and feeling, feeling love all the time, I don't think that's what being human is about. You wouldn't be able to gauge the difference. Yeah, exactly. The love wouldn't feel so good because you you know what yeah. you know what the opposite is. You have to is. know, yeah, what the low is to appreciate the high. I mean, just being born into the world as a baby is painful. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's loud. It's not comforting. You're not in mommy's you womb from, anymore. Yeah, you go from like this cozy. Like, oh, I'm fine warm, in here. I'm used to this. And liquidy. Then, what the. And then you're just what like thrown this? out into the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like we said, it it was confirmed. His sister, she does get raped and his mom is dying when at the time of 
of him writing the story. His mom is dying and he has signed up for, well, around the time his mom, no, wait. His mom is dying and around what time did he sign up for Teach America? Uh, he doesn't she doesn't give a time. She he just says that around okay. the time that he, mom yeah. gets dementia, he gets he signs that's up. what it was. Mm-hmm. Mom yeah. He ends up halfway across the country and you know, he 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 knows what's going to happen. Yeah. After he knows what's going to happen in the next few years, like how how it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of his life left to live most likely. <laughs> it sounds he's got a long way to go. Um, I still can't say that seriously. I, I wish that he was able to at least give like a year for the date that this happened so we could kind of figure out how old he is, but that's okay. We can just sort of guess. Um, so he's been teaching for 14 years, working with 10,000, nearly 10,000 children. That's a lot of people like in your life review to... For in just 14 years you've... Taught. Maybe he's doing like bigger like kinds of lectures, kinds seminars, of or you know, classrooms. Traditionally, what fifteen, twenty, up mm-hmm. to thirty people. I would assume it would. It's got to be like you know, larger amounts, or he's just incredibly busy. Sounds like it. Or maybe he's really bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's, he is writing a book, and he, I think at one point he mentions people reading his books. So Maybe sounds like more. he writes more books in the future. True, that's a good point. Yeah, I did not think of that. Um, yeah, so he's. It sounds like he's single right now, and uh, his wife is out there somewhere. In his future, and <laughs> he saw her and yeah. his grandkids. So he knows he, it's gonna he happen. Knows, yeah, he knows it's gonna happen. I wonder. I wonder if he'll know, like, when he meets her. What, you know what, what if I'm he recognizes curious, her? And you know what I'm curious about? You know, butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. If you change, like, every little thing you do predicts the next moment. Mm-hmm. Deciding not to pick up your glass at this time could affect mm-hmm. 10 minutes, 10 seconds, a millisecond mm-hmm. later, right? So if he knows all of this, I wonder he hasn't he did doesn't mention. I wonder if he ever changes something to try to change I don't think the he future could. he was given. I'm no, I'm I, I'm just I don't I'm just curious yeah. he doesn't talk about it. I Well, obviously he probably would have he would have tried to, you know, prevent the rape and mom's death and things if he could. But I'm not even talking about the big stuff. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like little things. I'm I'm wondering if maybe he put off dating at uh, anyone because he mm-hmm. knows that his daughter's gonna die before he dies the kind mm-hmm. of thing like those those I, i'm just curious I, or maybe the god that what showed I, him i imagine is it's all written in already like anything he's trying to change yeah it's written in there already. that was gonna be my point like yeah. um god already knew that was gonna happen mm-hmm. so it's already written in there for him yeah. so yeah so it's like i imagine if Okay. It's a very trapping feeling. If time travel were possible, you probably would have like seen yourself if you ever had seen yourself. Yeah. Like it would have already happened in yeah. your life. Like uh, like the book of fate is already written 
mm-hmm. and we it's already it's gonna happen so if you way. were gonna try to change stuff cha- you would have always tried to it's, change it was, stuff. it's been written in that you yeah. were gonna see the book of fate to begin mm-hmm. with and try to attempt to change it around so it, it's yeah. kind of like um inception of fate <laughs> so uh oh and so the the point of this one was that this Bobby is was born legally blind, but he could only see was it twelve inches like in a foot front of his face before he couldn't see anything yeah, outside. We'll of start that. like discussing some like important points we we read through yeah. in the NDE element section on the story the that's end. not included in the the bulk of it. There's some pretty important parts. Um, I think it's, you know, important to point out the fact that he was legally blind at the time mm-hmm. because he couldn't see a foot in, in front, front of, of him, him. But after he travels but, to yeah, the other side, in the NDE, he, that doesn't matter he can anymore. See perfectly. But it it also kind of sounds like he he gets his sight back, maybe. Um, or maybe with corrective lenses he's able to see something I'm like that because sure. he's saying like at the age of four he could only see 12 inches in front of him and at that time he was yeah, legally blind so maybe he had some kind of corrective yeah, surgery, surgery or we don't know but and maybe he came back and he it, could see <laughs> I don't, we don't know, but... Post-NDE powers. But being legally blind, he could see in the NDE, which, that's pretty cool, because I'm legally blind, too, and I'd like to be able to see one day, clearly. <laughs> don't um, go uh, trying to have um, an NDE Just so I can here, see? Just so you can see. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, so, yeah, in the end, with the questions... Uh, he says that God does not care if you pray. God only wants a relationship, wants us to be happy and no love. So that's a little comforting for people who have doubts about religions, mm-hmm. you or, know, or just don't pray, or like a spiteful God. Mm-hmm. I, some, you know, again, no judgment or anything, but you know, there's lots of pressure for people to be holy and to attend church regularly and Mm -hmm. you know live a life of avoiding sin um which is important to do you don't want to be sinful in the sense of being a bad person or anything but you know saying grace before you eat like those Mm -hmm. kinds of pressures doesn't sound like that's very important um but yeah having a relationship with god and i personally i think um like showing appreciation is really important. Uh, That's what you do in a relationship. Um, so you know, maybe like thanking God um, or yeah, just showing appreciation for anything is important. And for your God, and I'm sure this God can can see that people who subscribe to a religion they have a relationship with that God, and that is something that you know the God all in us is acknowledges as a relationship. It doesn't have to be so, um, you know, untraditional in humanly terms, if that makes sense. You know, we have, we have religions where they worship a God and they have mm-hmm. a relationship with that God. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's good enough for I think, the God I think we're talking so. about here. 
because yeah. God's within us, mm-hmm. right? If we're respecting ourselves and we're being respectful to others, others and yeah. um, I think that is a way. Of I think that's a way because we all have our, with God. our own ways. Yeah, I think a lot of what like we're missing today is like connection and maybe that's kind of part of like having a connection <coughs> sorry you had a point and i yeah. just ruined it i was trying to hold it back uh maybe that's part of having a relationship with god is having connections with other people and I, but yeah i i know i'm missing that more just like living alone and stuff like I just, it would be nice to have more people around. Yeah. Reaching out and making those connections to the most important part. So apparently, Bobby. Oh, the secret keeper. Is that what? Mr. Secret Keeper. (laughs) Okay, he says that he saw what becomes of humanity and what part he plays in our future. Uh, He says that we do not go extinct, we don't kill or destroy ourselves, and this scares him and fills him with joy and contentment. But he decides on his own accord that as a species, we are not remotely ready for that knowledge, and he's going to take it to the grave. So he's got this big ass whopper of a secret i know and that he's gonna be like arrogant enough to decide that you know he's taking it to the grave and you know we'll consider the the point that like if you did share it no one would fucking believe you bobby yeah (laughs) so what's why couldn't you you share it say this and no one would believe you anyway no one would take you seriously you're just like one person unfortunately that's how it goes it's like you you're probably right but writing it on this website and hiding it here like who's not not very many people are going to read it at this point yes like wait when did he submit this story uh okay i don't see the date for which he submitted it Hmm. yeah i don't know it's yeah hard to figure out any kind of timeline yeah yeah well take your secrets to the grave bobby it's the future's gonna happen anyway, right? Yeah. Whether you tell us or not, the it, future's happening. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna assume that we'll all be dead. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe um, since we're probably younger than Bobby, we'll make it to 155 <laughs> instead of 128. Yeah. We're gonna outlive you, Bobby. Top that. <laughs> no, only, I don't really only want love to. and respect for Bobby. <laughs> I just feel a little. Uh, scorned by not knowing the secret, and I get really bad FOMO. So, fear yeah, of missing out. Yeah, you could have just shared. Instead. Yeah, why did you even have to tell us that there's a secret? That's like saying <laughs> that's like having a conversation with someone, and you go like, "Oh yeah," and the other person is like, "Oh, what did you want to say?" And they're like, "Oh, never nothing. mind, nothing." Aren't you like dying to know yeah. what that person was saying? Yeah. If anyone does that to me, like I'll pick and pick and pick until they finally tell me. Will. Yeah, I've done it. No, tell me, because I won't ever be able to let it go. And that's the case here. Thank you, Bobby. And this was a story from nderf.org. I feel like we kind of harmonized with that Bobby that we just said. Did we? Yeah, it was a bit of a little, like, harmonic, unless, like, I'm just so tone deaf I can't recognize it. Uh, And you can reach us at measureoffaithpodcast at gmail.com.
com or we are measure underscore of underscore faith on Instagram if you want to reach out that way. Slide into the DMs or send an email. We've yeah. got a bit of an exciting thing coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. We're gonna go to a conference. Woo! It's, uh, it's called The Gathering Paths. It's in San Jose, California. It's a Wiccan and Pagan conference, which that's cool. I think that they might be a little more open to, yeah. to listening to I don't to think our, that would mean that views. we're necessarily subscribing to that kind yeah. of thing. But we're not it's, subscribing to any religion. No. I think I think that's going to be cool. an interesting we can place learn more. to meet some people, get yeah. our name out, and we're looking forward to learning some and really cool stuff. We're sponsoring it. So we'll be out there. We'll be out there. T-shirts, <laughs> postcards, flyers, maybe a sticker or two. Yeah, well, we hope to, I don't know. We're going to go do some, some sound bathing. There. Some sound alchemical bathing. sound bathing. Oh, I read through the sessions. Yeah. yeah. I already kind of picked out what I want to do. <laughs> Learn how to cast some spells. Mm-hmm. Create some voodoo dolls. Yeah, they're a really great group of people. And I look forward to meeting everybody me too <laughs> we'll have to update our audience here on on how that goes and if yeah. maybe we learn some things that might improve our content in the future who knows yeah or maybe we won't learn anything and we'll just come back and say like wow that was just like cool to do mm-hmm. <laughs> well i already know that a lot of the people are yeah i already cool. know that whatever's going to happen is already written into the book of oh, fate oh yeah it's so, in the book of fate already it is what it is and <laughs> has already happened so no control yeah thanks for listening as always thank you yeah we appreciate you we appreciate you all right bye, bye.